Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome to our third edition of our Pennsylvania Latino Juntos um, podcast series. We're going to have a phenomenal, exciting show. As always, I have my wonderful co-host, David Castro, with me today, joining me, as he always does. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have a phenomenal guest, and for full disclosure and transparency, I'm very advised with this next guest that we have on our show. But before I bring on board, you know, we're, we're celebrating uh, National Hispanic Heritage Month. It's a, it's a great month uh, that we often celebrate every year. I know that uh, it's something that we've been doing for quite some time now. Um, and as always, this show is in full Spanglish. This will be in English and Espanol. So, por favor, eh, vamos a seguir adelante eh, disfrutando este show. So, we have with us today um, someone who's extremely wonderful and dear to my heart, someone who has been an inspiration to me ever since I, I met her. Um, and, and so, without further ado, I would like to bring on board our guest, Isamac Dogres Figueroa. Isamac, bienvenida, ¿cómo está? Gracias, mi amor for having me today. I appreciate being able to be with you and as well as not only a friend, but family, David. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Well, well, that is so, I'm so happy to be here too. And my two of my favorite people in the universe right here uh, with me. That is so <laughs> so that, that is excellent. So Isabel, thank you for, for joining us. You know, uh, when David and I started this podcast series it, it's definitely with the idea of having something fun something spirited and and a platform to talk about a magnitude of issues and and as i've said early as you know we've launched pa latino juntos um, dot org, uh, which is another program from the Institute of Leadership, Education, Advancement. So I'm very excited uh, to be a part of this. And uh, so today we, we simply want the world to get to know who is Isamac and what is she does. And of course, I could, I could tell you what you do. Obviously, I know. But for the sake of our viewers, why don't you give us a little bit about your background? You know, so there's a lot. I mean, I'm we only have, what, 20 minutes, so I'm going to have to be very brief. But, you know, I'm a proud Latina, wife, mother. I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania, which is in Berks County, PA, for our listeners who are outside of this area. I currently work for Kutztown University as a bilingual business consultant at the Small Business Development Center. And then I'm a licensed realtor. So since very young, you know, in my household, I have to say I was raised in a blue-collar home, all workers, my grandparents, my parents, my, my cousins, pretty much my entire family are just laborers. And I grew up, grew up in a union family. And, you know, I, I pretty much my whole entire life have known what it's like to wake up super early and go to sleep super late. And it's about working hard and contributing to your family and to your community. So that has been my my lifelong goal is to always give back. I've worn many, many hats throughout the last 47 years of my life. I'm very fortunate that I'm in, I've been blessed with a beautiful marriage and healthy children, but more importantly, I've been, a, been associated with great people who have lifted me and given me more, um, I guess you can say, more ability to achieve my goals. And, and right now where I'm at working two jobs, which complement one another, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm helping a woman with her own podcast. 
and how she can start to generate revenue and fulfill her mission. So when you talked about having me on your show, I immediately think of my, my client, Ms. Stewart, and what she's achieving and how podcasts really is another venue to be able to get your information out there into the universe. Um, but more about me right now, apart from my professional roles, I also give back to my community. Uh, I am currently a GACLA commissioner that represents Berks County. I'm one of three. I represent Governor Tom Wolf on the Governor's Advisory Commission on Latino Affairs. It's an appointed position that serves two terms. I'm in my second term. I'm one of 37 commissioners throughout the entire state of Pennsylvania, pretty much representing the majority of our 67 counties. And within that role, our goal is to be able to push our governor's agenda forward as it relates to the economy, jobs, education, uh, and as well as the, uh, with regards to healthcare. Uh -huh. So today, I'm more than sure we can probably talk a little bit about where we're at with the governor's role on the pandemic and as well as the economy. So I, I'm very fortunate that I have that ability to be able to promote my community in such a way. Matter of fact, uh, myself, Marisol Torres, and Jonathan Encarnacion, who are the other two commissioners, were planning to recognize local Latino leaders during the Hispanic during Hispanic Heritage Month. But it's got to be creative because the pandemic has really changed how we go about gathering, right? Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much in a nutshell. I mean, there's so many other things that I have have served on or um, represented. But right now, I want to be able to focus on our conversation today. So that's what I want the listeners to know is that I'm a woman of faith. I'm a woman of family and that I, I love to serve. So That's excellent. Excellent. So, David, why don't you take the lead on, sure, on yeah. and all the other well, issues that we've been addressing? You know, I know that you uh, being such an important community leader, especially in Berks County, uh, Ismac, one of the things I know that's on your mind, I know it's been on Angel's and I's uh, mind and heart as well, is tremendous worry about the impact of the pandemic on citizen participation, particularly from the Latino community and particularly impact on voting. We know that, um, you know, a lot of people maybe are going to say, oh, it's the pandemic, so that gives me a reason not to be involved or to stay at home, and that would be the worst time in the world to stay at home. One of the most important things that hasn't been happening at the rate that we know we need it to happen is voter registration. And this message is going out today, and, I, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it because there's still a lot of time. There's I think maybe almost three weeks left where people can still register to vote. So if anybody's listening to this podcast and they haven't registered to vote, we want them to, we want them to know that we are here to help them register and have their voice heard. And um, I know I'd like to hear you talk about that, Ismac, the importance of making sure you show up at the, at the polls this, this year. Oh, this is, that's a great topic, David. You know, talking about just our civil rights, and knowing our country's history and where we have come from where we've come from to where we're at today voter registration is smack center uh it fires me up to know that we only have 21 days left uh i started taking an interest in voter registration at a very young age and even before i could vote i was helping people register to vote believe it or not at the age of 15 I was asked by my cousin to work as a volunteer 
uh, on Wilfredo Seda's campaign for the, for the mayor position in the city of Reading. Now I'm 47. So that was 32 years ago. I started, had no idea what I was doing. I had just quick, you know, kind of rundown of what to do. But what I did know is that it was important to my cousin, who I trusted, who I loved, and the rest of my family supported it. As long as my family supported it, I was all in. And I remember going to the public housing, which is Oak Brook housing area, going door to door to ask people if they were registered to vote for the upcoming election. And this was in the primary. And this 15 year old naive young girl, not really knowing, should I be with someone? Should I be paired with someone? Um, what am I going to encounter when, I when I'm going into people's homes to talk about voter registration? I didn't know any other candidates besides the candidate that I was supporting. And again, I could only work as a volunteer. I was under the age of 18, and I knew that I, I could make a small difference with this, which was helping, helping people get registered to vote. I remember my first time I got registered to vote, which is through my local school district. My history teacher said it was important for us to do so. He did not force anyone. He said, listen, I'm going to hand out these voter registration forms, and it is completely up to you. So looking at my own experience, my own history of voter registration, and then looking at what my family, because I also, besides coming from a family of laborers, a blue-collar family, I also come from a military family. Having my father, my grandfather, my uncles, my brothers, and my husband serve in the military, more of a reason for us to make sure that we have the right individuals in office to make sure that there's not only supporting our military families, but making sure our country is not positioning themselves some type of tug of war with another country. And that all starts with voter registration because you cannot exercise that right to vote the day of election if you don't have that card, that voter registration card. So voter registration is something that we've talked to our girls about. I'm proud to say that now my daughter is taking on that responsibility. She's doing voter registration. And it just mind, it's mind blowing to think that you have a lot of people out there because of the mistrust that they have in the government they refuse to be a part of the process. They refuse to go out there and exercise their right to vote. And I believe, I believe that we as citizens should not only go out there and get that message out to get registered to vote, but we need to rethink about how we go about doing this. Now I hear a lot of things on social media. I read articles. I, you know, I, there's a lot of countries that vote on, that vote on the weekends. They, they have their elections on the weekends. They have several days worth of elections versus one day. Um, and the voter registration process seems to be a lot easier than what we've been experiencing in some states. In Pennsylvania, for instance, Pennsylvania, if you're registered under a particular party, doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green, we are a closed primary. So what that means is in the state of Pennsylvania, but depending upon the party you choose, you can only vote for that party and the candidates that are running in that party during the primary. So a lot of people that don't understand that process and what that means, if they were not told that during their voter registration, that completely dis disenfranchises them because now they're disgusted, now they're upset, and there's nothing they can do about it in that moment except get frustrated and angry. So voter education, voter awareness during voter registration is key. You know, and also, you know, it takes it takes a particular type of person not to let their personal feelings, right, get in that conversation when you are registering someone to vote. I've been in those very interesting situations where my Democratic side wanted to come out 
when here I'm talking to a conservative. But I, remember, I have to then pull myself back and say, listen, that's their choice. That's one of the freedoms that they have here in this wonderful country. Ultimately, my goal is to get them to go out and vote. That's the goal in that moment. So, so um, Isamak, antes que nada, eh, me encanta en lo que tú estás diciendo en este momento de la importancia de votar. Eh, obviamente, tú llevas muchos años envuelto en lo que es eh, elecciones, lo que es el sistema para ayudar gente a inscribirse y a votar. Estamos viviendo un momento muy histórico donde, donde la comunidad hispana puede ser la decisión quién va a ser el próximo presidente de Estados Unidos. Y quiero añadir que este canal es un canal de, de que no estamos apoyando partidos. We do not support partisan candidates. It's a nonpartisan show by P. Latinos Juntos. Pero lo que, lo que siempre para mí, lo que ha sido algo muy confusivo es que me dicen que en la isla de Puerto Rico, por lo menos el 96% de los puertorriqueños salen a votar. Aquí, llegando a esta ciudad red en este condado de Berks, no es la situación. ¿Por qué tú crees que los puertorriqueños que son ciudadanos no están saliendo a votar como deben votar en cada elección? Bueno, ahora voy a trans, trans, hacer todo en español comparado en inglés. Estamos hablando sobre la registración del votante Comparar ahora por qué, en particularmente, los puertorriqueños no salen a votar cuando llegan acá en Estados Unidos. Para mí, en mi opinión, para las cosas que yo he visto en los, en los últimos años, es la falta de orientarse. La cultura en el Caribe, cuando vienen las elecciones, es distinto sobre la cultura de elecciones acá. Mientras que los puertorriqueños vienen de la isla acá, a Estados Unidos, cada estado es diferente. Ahora vamos a hablar sobre el condado de Berks, donde yo tengo mi experiencia, donde, donde yo vengo. Aquí el condado de Berks, las oficinas de elecciones que se maneja la registración de cada votante, ellos son los que también manejan todas las elecciones donde, donde van a estar las urnas y informar los, los votantes. Para mí, con los recursos que ellos tienen, ellos deberían hacer más trabajo a orientar las personas. Ellos más o menos dejan que la comunidad en general va orientando a las personas uh -huh. que vienen de otros países, como por ejemplo los puertorriqueños. Ahora, nosotros aquí en el, en el condado de Berks, en la, entre las ciudades de Reading, tenemos el centro hispano Daniel Torres, que es un centro um, disponible a, la, a los latinos y a otros también, porque ellos no solamente están solamente enfocados en latinos, sino en la comunidad en general. Ahí el centro, donde yo tengo un, un espacio muy, muy uh, especial en mi corazón, porque él fue fundado por mi abuelo, Daniel Torres. El propósito del centro era para levantar, inspirar y motivar el crecimiento de la comunidad latina. Uh -huh. Lo que pasa es, hoy en día, Redding, sí, a base de lo estadísticamente, ahora vamos a ver el, para este año 2000, uh, 2020, estadísticamente donde está Redding. Redding es una de las ciudades que tiene la concentración de latinos más alto en la ciudad, en el, todo el estado de Pensilvania. Pero lo que pasa aquí en Redding, si uno ve los números o porcentajes de latinos que están registrados a votar, no importa el partido, lo que están registrados a votar y lo que salen a votar es una comparación completamente distinta. 
Vamos a decir, en el condado de Berks, tú tienes más de 400 mil votantes registrados a votar, pero sin embargo, ni 15% de esas 400 mil personas salen a votar. Eso quiere decir que ahora estamos hablando de la población en general, no solamente latinos, los latinos están incluidos en eso. No están saliendo, no tienen esa motivación. Ahora, para los puertorriqueños específicamente que vienen a la isla, para mí, mi opinión es que ellos no están orientados sobre el proceso. Ellos van sí. donde los centros hispanos, van donde las iglesias, van donde puede ser hasta las bodegas a orientarse. Pero esas organizaciones, no sé si tienen las personas suficientes para hacerlo. Y si no lo hacen, esas personas van a quedarse fuera del proceso. So, so what you're suggesting is that the, the lack of voter engagement is driven off of the fact that there's lack of voting resources and education out there in the community. That's why people don't necessarily get registered to vote. And the question that I posed to, to Isamac was, and I gave her an example, um, that why is it that in Puerto Rico, uh, which is a, a U.S. territory, I'm being told that the vast majority of Puerto Ricans, they do go out and vote, unlike here specifically in the city of Reading and, and other parts of Pennsylvania that there's such a major disconnect to why Puerto Ricans don't go out and vote and of course throughout the years we have been involved that we've we've increased that we've we actually have mimicked Caribbean style campaigning as we've done caravanas we've done parrandas we've done everything to try to motivate um, but and listening to you I'm, I'm hearing voter apathy I'm hearing voter ignorance. I'm hearing uh, pure laziness. What, as someone who's been involved for more than, you know, two decades in this process, you know, what's the calling the people to get out there and get fired up and realize that this presidential election is a matter of life and death? I mean, what, what else can you do, Isamak, to tell people that are listening, both in English and Spanish, why you need to go out and exercise your right to vote in this general election. Well, I'll start off in English and I'll end in Spanish. We'll look at this pandemic and this virus. Because of the leadership that we have, regardless of their affiliation with the party, leadership in candidates is critical. We have people dying, dying in this country and around the world because of this virus. And I'm more than sure, like in other countries, how the leaders of those countries where there's been a significant amount of death, hopefully you'll see a difference in the actual voter turnout. Hopefully that, I mean, which, how much more do we as a country have to sustain to say enough is enough? I mean, we have people dying, our economy has crashed. We have had more uprise and protesting and division than ever before. So if we, if we don't get that message out there to our communities, because we're just one individual, I'm just one individual, living in a small community in the third class city in Pennsylvania, so I'm gonna do what I need to do. But having these type of venues to be able to talk about what's happening in our community in multiple languages, pretty much put it out there in multiple platforms, continue to talk about it, is important. But at the same time, some people are not listening to social media, they're not watching the news because they're disengaged because they don't like what they're seeing. They don't like it. So, you know, those type of people, how you get to them is having honest conversation. Mm -hmm. Just having an honest conversation. So, I want to say in Espanol, si la gente no ven sobre lo que está pasando mundial, 
con, la, con este virus y toda la muerte que estamos uh, hemos tenido ¿verdad? en este país, en otros. Si esto no es suficiente prueba, que el liderazgo a nivel nacional, no importa sobre el partido, ahora estamos hablando de liderazgo, las personas que están encargados. Esta persona rechazó desde enero cuando supo que había un virus uh, fatal que iba entrando en diferentes países, entró en Estados Unidos ya en febrero. Él no hizo absolutamente nada para preparar esta nación. Si con toda la muerte que nosotros en este país hemos experienciado y lo que hemos experienciado, ya llegamos a un millón de personas que han muerto de este virus mundial. Si eso no es suficiente prueba que esta persona no merece un segundo término, de verdad, mi gente, no sé cómo más que nosotros lo podemos explicar. Aparte de este virus y toda la muerte, hemos tenido uno de los peores términos económicos en, este, en Estados Unidos, con una pérdida de trabajos, con el cierre de negocios. Aparte de eso, hemos tenido protestas como nunca. Bueno, aparte del movimiento civil puede ser, pero últimamente, en los últimos 10 años, hemos tenido más división aquí en Estados Unidos, uh -huh. más protestas, más muerte. Mi gente, si eso no es suficiente prueba que necesitamos cambio, ¿qué más podemos hacer? Lo que yo voy a hacer de mi parte, porque yo solamente soy una persona, yo voy a, aparte de tener esta conversación, esta clase de plataforma, las plataformas, las redes sociales, tener estas conversaciones con mis seres queridos, con mis vecinos, con mi familia, con mis amigos. Esa es la manera que yo voy a hacer. Esa es mi contribución para poder hacer el cambio. Comienza con una persona. Ojalá que el movimiento sea contagiosa. Uh -huh. y vemos los resultados que necesitamos en noviembre 3. That's excellent. Excellent. So we have a few minutes left. Um, David, uh, I want to toss it over to you before I toss it back to Ismael for any closing remarks. Uh, it was such an important topic here. Very important. Yeah, Ismael put it so beautifully. And uh, the one thing that I want to leave, I want to leave everyone with a really important piece of information, which is if you have not registered to vote, you can do it online at votespa.com, votespa.com, right? Uh, and uh, we'll put that up in the podcast notes as well. Um, it is so easy. If you have a driver's license, it is so easy. You can do it in five minutes, less than five minutes. If you don't have a driver's license, you can still get the paperwork done that you need right online. You just fill out the form and you can get it done. So I urge you, if you're listening to this and you didn't register, do it right now. Your voice can be heard. Excellent. Thank you, David. Is it my closing remarks? No, absolutely. I, the topic today is about voter registration and getting out to vote. And given where we're at as a nation, this has to be the topic of conversation from now to November 3rd. As David stated, you can get registered to vote. There's a lot of people out there that don't think they can register. And you have until October 19th in Pennsylvania to register before the November 3rd election. Folks, if you do not realize why it's important to vote, why you need to get out there and exercise your right, I don't know how much more you need to see in the news or how much more you need to see in your communities to be convinced that you have to be active. You have to be involved in, in, our, in your community. Um, time is now. Time is now. And where better than in the United States of America to be able to say that I did this? Some countries 
citizens or residents of those countries don't even have the same amount of participation or those rights that are being upheld. I'm proud to be an American, and so should you. So go out there, get registered if you're not, and make sure you go out and vote November 3rd. So thank you. Thank you so much to our guest, Isamak Dohres Figueroa. It's been an honor in having you on our show. Again, I want to give a quick plug to PA Latinos. Um, please go and visit our website, PALatinos.org. We have a no, lot of resources. PA Latinos Juntos. PA Latinos PA Latinos. Juntos. Thank you so much, David. PALatinosJuntos.org. We have a lot of resources on our website. Um, again, the last day to make sure that you register to vote is October 19th. And the big day is November 3rd. So again, muchísimas gracias. And we hope to see you next time. Take care.